Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today we are going to talk about trauma. Trauma in medical terms is defined by physical injury. I've seen my fair share of that at the Ryder Trauma Center in Miami during my medical training. If you've seen any popular medical show, you've seen trauma as well. There's another definition of trauma, which is defined in terms of human psychology, which means an emotional response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event. That emotional response could initially be even small, but if the disturbing event is repetitive, then the cumulative emotional response can translate into trauma as well. In this podcast, I'll use the term trauma in its psychological context. Professionals describe three types of trauma. Acute, which is a single event like rape, accident, assault, natural disaster, death of a loved one. Chronic, such as from a chronic illness, ongoing physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, war, or political unrest in the country. Third type being complex trauma, which is a combination of the above two to some extent. Acute trauma can also evolve into chronic and complex, also leading to PTSD and such illnesses. As a high-performing Muslim woman, it becomes extremely important for you to raise your trauma IQ. If you don't think you've had any trauma, that's great, alhamdulillah. I want you to listen to this podcast anyways. Just be curious about the concepts that we discuss in this podcast to see if anything comes to surface that might be keeping you from living your best, most successful life. So in this podcast, we're going to be working towards raising your trauma IQ. This is the trauma intelligence that we can raise. I love that there's an intelligence quotient about everything these days. This helps us gain more clarity through the flexible definition of intelligence rather than the rigid definition that most of us grew up learning. Point of raising your trauma IQ is to identify what factors are at play that are shaping your daily life. If you have signs and symptoms of irritability, anxiety, or panic, difficulty with sleep, unreasonable amount of mistrust, distractibility, lack of self-care and self-compassion, flashbacks, fatigue, any of these can be symptoms of previous trauma. Now, with any of these, if your symptoms are severe enough that you are non-functional, meaning you cannot hold a job, maintain personal relationships, keep up with your personal hygiene, or get out of bed for that matter, then you need professional help. Life coaching is not for you. But for everyone else, I have great news. (laughs) Meaning, if you can perform all of these actions, even if in the past you couldn't, and you got some help through a licensed mental health professional, and now you're a functioning individual, or if you've always been a functioning individual, then you're in the right place. Raising trauma IQ helps people that are functional and that consider themselves to be high performers. It helps them achieve even higher levels of success. For now, here I'll be addressing high performers, but the concept applies to everyone. Most of us consider ourselves to be high-performing despite of the trauma that we might have had. What I want to offer you is that you are a high performer because of your trauma, 
not in spite of it. This definition becomes important because when you are considering your trauma as something to overcome, it will always show up as a limitation that you have to work through, something that you might have to fight through. That is why most high performers cap at a certain level because everyone can only fight that war to a certain extent. After that, the mind and the body become exhausted. Even if you're averaging a higher performance than everyone else, if you are to stretch your goals, you might not be able to overcome the limitations that your brain presents to you. Like I said, you will be able to do it to some extent, but then exhaustion will set in. After some time, fatigue will keep you from fighting through those limitations. This is a classic picture of workaholics or people seeking extreme thrill and risky behavior that they call adventurous, but they're all actions to escape the trauma. This happens when you're either tired of processing the trauma or you've never attempted to process it and you've just buried it deeper and deeper. So going back to what I'm actually offering is that your success is because of your trauma, not in spite of it. Looking at it from this lens makes it a part of your journey, something that was always supposed to happen, which is the classic definition of other. You accepting your trauma does not mean that you're condoning what happened, especially in a circumstance of abuse. I find clients fight this point of view tooth and nail because they think if they accept it as something that was supposed to happen, they're agreeing with what happened and therefore somehow allowing it to happen. What I will prove to you is that quite the opposite is true. By accepting your trauma as a part of your journey, you are freeing yourself from the constant battle of fighting it. This does not mean that you somehow brought the trauma upon yourself, or you enabled the abuse, or that you are condoning it. This is not victim blaming. This is quite the opposite. This is empowerment. Accepting your trauma as something that was a part of your journey frees you from the burden of having to constantly fight it. Because when you're constantly fighting your past, you're fighting reality. This frees up a lot of your mental real estate. It gives you so much more processing power that when you show up in life as a high performer and create big, hairy, audacious goals, <laughs> also known as BHAGs, <laughs> this is a term that was coined by James Collins and Jerry Porras in 1994 in a book called Built to Last. When you create these big, hairy, audacious goals, you don't make the failures mean anything personal about you. At each failure, you don't say to yourself, it wasn't supposed to happen for me. I am always making mistakes. Why does this happen to me? If you have unprocessed, suppressed trauma, you will immediately revert to your previous memorized emotions of the trauma state and self-blame. When you don't internalize these mistakes, when you don't make failures mean anything personal about you, that's when you find your highest and truest level of success. Because if you stop failing because of your fears of rejection, you will not learn. Success is truly built on a pile of failures. So raising your trauma IQ doesn't only include identifying the source of the trauma. It also includes identifying where is it that it's currently showing up in your life while not resisting it. So to help you identify your trauma better, there are multiple assessments you can take. One of them is an ACE score, 
which stands for Adverse Childhood Experience Score. I'll include the link in the show notes. I highly recommend that you take this assessment and start by recognizing where it all started and where it is still showing up in your life. Because it is showing up in your life one way or another and capping your progress at a certain point. Unprocessed trauma especially shows up in personal relationships. Whenever it's time for you to get close and intimate with your partner or in your close personal relationships with your children, the memories of the trauma resurface and your personality turns into the authoritarian type. If you're finding irritability, reactivity, if you don't have clarity of your goals, if you're constantly second-guessing your decisions, if you're believing other people's criticism about you, it is highly likely it's because you have unprocessed trauma. For me, as a type A personality, it was showing up everywhere in my life. Once I accepted that I have unprocessed childhood trauma, and that it was my struggle, I became curious about it. I stopped going into fight-and-flight mode every time a traumatic experience came up for me. That's where I found my true joy and fulfillment. And that was right on the other side of identifying and accepting and processing trauma. My ACE score is 4, in case anyone is interested. The highest you can get is a 10. An ACE score of 4 or more is associated with adverse health outcomes, including heart disease, cancers, and addictive behaviors. This is secondary to chronic stress that you might be unintentionally cultivating by remaining unconscious towards your trauma. I mention my score because if I can do this, anyone can. Investigate your struggle just by being curious to see if trauma is still affecting you. If the rest of the journey seems too scary, find me for life coaching at islamiclifecoachschool.com. I do offer a free consultation. The fruits of your labor, the result you find at the end of this work, raising your trauma IQ and working to solve it, oh my god you guys, it is so rewarding, just so good, and it is so worth the effort. So you guys all know that I can never end a podcast without mentioning how complete our religion is. The concept of Qadr as it relates to your past gives you a level of acceptance that you don't find in other traditions. It says things happen the way they did because Allah meant it for you, because He knows what's good for you better than you do, because He does not burden any soul more than it can bear. For a non-believer, accepting of the past can take months to years to process. Your belief in Qadr helps you process it right away. Your past happened the way it did because that's how it happened. End of story. You didn't make it happen. You might not have deserved for it to happen, but it happened. If it was written for you, that was a part of your journey in this life. If you cannot completely process it right away just on the basis of Qadr, that's okay as well. So now that becomes a part of your journey too. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He guides us in understanding the past. I pray that He keeps us on His religion while we are embarking on this quest to debunk the power that the past and the trauma hold on us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the strength and the courage to face our fears. May He grant us the reward for struggling in His path, understanding His design, and ultimately submitting to Him with all our hearts. I will speak to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? 
I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.